Hi, everyone. I'm Tish Conlon. Happy to be here today uh, with an amazing gentleman, a, a real great Canadian, Joseph Borgo, for Tish Talk, another episode. Joseph Borgo, a lot of you um, who follow Tish Talk know him, but for those who don't, Joseph Borgo is a prominent Saskatchewan business owner. He and his family are well known in Canada for their expertise in manufacturing, have employed hundreds of people. I think um, Joseph mentioned 800 in their local community. In 1991, he started Borgo Tillage Tools, and he's currently the owner and CEO. Um, and Joseph, you know, happy for Canadians, um, has contributed not only to economic growth in Saskatchewan and in Canada, but he's, he's written many amazing essays. I think The Way of Truth uh, is one of them, and Why Lower Taxes for All Canadians. Um, he's also founded and um, founder of a health food store. He believes in healthy living, as do I, and we'll probably talk about that a little bit. And he's won numerous awards, including, I think, the highest award, which is the Order of Merit in Saskatchewan. I mean, just an incredible uh, leader uh, in his community. And, and because of that, like myself, having not been in politics, he felt the urge uh, to step in and step up for our country. And in 2020, um, he founded Canadians for Truth, Freedom and Justice. And we'll talk about that. And he's doing some amazing thing. And he um, put a bid in for the leadership of the Conservative Party. Myself, uh, you would have had my vote, Joseph. Absolutely. So welcome. Great to talk to you today. How are you? Uh, thank you, Tish, for that introduction. And uh, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Thank you. Oh, excellent. So let's dive in. Um, maybe first of all, your your leadership build, uh, bid. You know, having been a successful business owner and you know an upstanding member of your community, and seen sort of the economic carnage that has unfolded since COVID, as well as uh, mental health and all the other issues. Um, can you go into a little more detail? What prompted you to uh, put a bid in for the leadership, and what happened to your bid? I mean you were eliminated from that, unfortunately. Yeah, just so your audience knows, maybe, maybe some have heard me speak before, but my, you know, my real uh, interest in politics, I grew up in a very political family. We would always discuss politics at the dinner table, supper table. We, you know, we are uh, maybe, a, I would say, I thought maybe a typical Canadian family, small town Canadian family, um, you know, both mom and dad were very bright people. My, my siblings are as well, uh, very bright people. And so we would be talking politics, what's going on in the world almost every day. Uh, what, yeah, so we kind of grew up that way. But where my interest, uh, where I really started intentionally putting an effort into Canadian politics was in the night. When I was in my mid twenties, when Pierre Trudeau uh, uh, was in office, uh, I had voted Liberal the only time I did in my life in 1974 when I was 18. Uh, I like to quote the joke uh, by uh, Winston Churchill. He said, "If you don't vote uh, Liberal before the age of 30, uh, you don't have a heart, and if you don't vote Conservative after the age of 30, you don't have a brain." Yeah, I've heard that. That's a good one. I think we should change it, though, now, even before 30. I think there's cause for reconsidering. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's, uh, but anyways, that was back then. 
And by the age of 20, I could see Pierre Trudeau was a tax and spend politician. And it really, mm -hmm. uh, I could see the negative already. I was 20 years old. I could see the negative effects of that. Well, he drove inflation like his son. He drove inflation through the roof. roof. By 1981, we were dealing with 22% uh, interest rates, 13% inflation when Paul Volcker, the Fed chair in the US said, we're gonna tame inflation. But it's like uh, Biden is doing the same thing in the US. It's like, mm -hmm. does, stupid, does stupid go on a 40 year cycle? Like it's <laughs> unbelievable how these uh, politicians spend. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I, I want to explain, it was in my mid-20s that I started strategizing. I began asking the question, why are people voting for these tax and spend politicians? Myself, uh, years earlier, by the age mm -hmm. of 20, I'd figured it out, but I, I was wondering why. And mm -hmm. over the years, it took many years, but I was able to piece that puzzle together. And I'll, I'll, I'll maybe explain that at some point uh, during our talk. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'd be very interested. So, I mean, fast forward. Yeah, we're back to this cycle. Um, it, this spending doesn't seem to go to anyone who needs it. Certainly not anyone um, who's contributing. Maybe uh, special, um, you know, who knows, uh, elites or, or large businesses, but the, the people who need it aren't getting it. We have a growing homeless population. Uh, we have people who can't afford, you know, food bank usage is up. Uh, record number of people uh, can't afford even, uh, you know, things like, what was it, Freeland saying, oh, all your problems will be solved if you cancel Disney. I mean, they just don't even have a grasp on the basics. People can't put food on the table. They can't pay their bills. They can't pay their mortgages now. Um, it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's just a landslide, a train wreck of devastation. Um, and, you know, you felt called to step in and run for the Conservative Party. It, do you think the Conservative Party is redeemable? I mean, with the right leadership? Um, well, that's what I was attempting to do. I thought I was in Ottawa during the Freedom Convoy, assisting them, uh, assisting them in the organization of it. Uh, to make sure that the leaders uh, of the Freedom Convoy were able to meet and convene, got all the leaders working together, uh, just basically asked, acted as an advisor and, and also funded, uh, you know, hotel rooms to make sure that they were together so they could work together to make sure everything was coordinated and, and working with the city of Ottawa and with the police. Excellent. Um, yeah, so... So, so I was working with them there, and it was there, obviously, when the convoy uh, occurred, uh, all the event, eventualities of the Freedom Convoy, because Aaron O'Toole was such a weak leader, uh, he was voted out by his own caucus, and that opened the door for uh, someone to run for the leadership of the Conservative Party. Uh, for for years, I had been contemplating it, uh, you know, making a bid. And so when that happened, I decided that, uh, you know, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring and and see if the Conservative Party is uh, open to the ideas that I would have. And so I made that bid in April and March, uh, March, April, I'm sorry. Uh, I declared March 10th and was in the race right till the end. We had uh, gathered all the signatures that we needed, raised uh, the money that we needed. And at the very end, 
they threw out this uh, <laughs> uh, ridiculous uh, uh, point that uh, the way we wrote up the loan document, some mm -hmm. people under the Elections Canada rules and the Conservative leadership rules, uh, you, people can lend money to the campaign up to the tune of $1,675. And we had uh, over 70 people do that. And we wrote up the document. There was no uh, prescribed way of writing up a simple loan document. We wrote it up based on the rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, they picked that apart. And they, there was a line in there that said, uh, we had put in this line because under the rules, we had to repay those loans within three years. And if we didn't, uh, we were in trouble. So we wrote in the line that if by chance the loan is not repaid, repaid by the end of the three-year period, it would convert to become a donation. Well, mm -hmm. that line is the reason they took me out of the race. Really? Oh, that is unbelievable. How could they do that? I mean. Well, they, uh, it, it is a, it's a bit of a dictatorship the way it works there. Yeah. Uh, and when, you, when, when I filled in the application, uh, you know, if assuming we found a new political party, we would write it up in a in a different manner uh, than the way it's written up now under the Conservative Party rules. Uh, they have a lot of power to just flick people out of the race if they don't want them in like that, because that yeah. was ridiculous. You know, yeah. we made the case, the three of us, my campaign manager, finance manager, and I had the, the meetings with them on this issue. And uh, it made no sense to us. We, we you, you could say we argued with them for about 45 minutes or an hour. And they said, no, we're not going to let you uh, alter the document. You're out of the race. Wow. And uh, so we said to them, if you're going to do that, we want all the funds returned because this is really not honest. We mm -hmm. feel that this is uh, this is really petty on your part. And we want all of our donors were supporting me. We want all of those funds returned. And were they? Uh, they kept about a third, approximately a third, and about two thirds have been returned. Uh, we repaid the loans. We uh, repaid all the loans that we had received. Mm -hmm. And we're sending back, it ends up about 50% of the donation amounts over 500. Mm -hmm. uh, they have gone out, most of it has gone out as checks to the people who donated to my campaign. Wow, that is unbelievable. And I know I heard Roman Babber speak and I heard Pierre Poliev speak. Um, and I, I, I've certainly um, talked to many people about you and the situation. Does Do, do you think um, based on that and what we've witnessed over the last three years with all, all of the mainstream parties, um, do you think uh, as more and more truths come out, and I think they are now, and, you know, Preston Manning's doing the National Citizens Inquiry, um, which I applaud. Um, I was going to ask if you're going to get involved, but do you think that they, we're going to need uh, new parties in the future as the level of corruption becomes apparent to more and more Canadians? Or do you think any of these parties will be redeemed? What's your what's your What's your thoughts on the future? And obviously, you and I are both stepped into the political sphere. Um, and what is it going to take to elect people of integrity in the future 
who, as, as, as I've always said, a leader isn't someone who goes along with the crowd. This is what you think or with polls. It's a person who says, look it, we're going in the wrong direction, guys. You're jumping off a cliff. This is harmful. This is wrong. Um, this is the direction we need to go for our country. And there's, I haven't seen anyone who's willing to do that, not even the Conservative Party, not one, really. You and I talked uh, earlier, uh, Tish, as both as business owners, we've been solving problems all our life. Like I've been solving problems, uh, you know, business problems since my late teens, helping my father and brothers and associates to build our manufacturing companies here. And, you know, I mean, I was so fortunate to grow up in an environment where on 100% honesty and integrity is demanded of what we do, you know, mm -hmm. in business and in, in our family, my parents were both 100% honest, objective, truth seekers, they didn't jump to conclusions, dad was, you know, a lot of intellectual capacity. And likely as a mechanic, you know, you learn the skill that you have to get at the root cause of the problem to solve the mechanical problems. And you end up taking that into your life. And so this is how I grew up is, and as a teenager and as a businessman, it's always, it, and over the years, this really became crystal clear in my mind. Uh, I went through a life-threatening illness. And as I went through that illness, uh, you know, I set out in order of priority. One of the exercises I did, I put in order of priority. This is many years ago in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, what is most important to me in order of priority? Well, I always believed in God. I never, even in the depth of my illness, that I didn't know whether I was going to live or die for about wow. three-year period. Wow. I had, uh, yeah. Wow. How old were you when you had this illness? I mean, was this... well, it it started in 1984. I was 28 years old. Wow. Uh, I had uh, developed chronic fatigue, and I was a super fit guy, very physically fit guy. Uh, you know, I I would run these uh not not marathons they were walkathons they were uh your video is going off there you are yeah <laughs> yeah sorry about that somebody texted me something and knocked it out oh no problem uh so i i would run marathons and win them you know wow Excellent. Uh, so yeah i was very physically fit and i enjoyed that i love being very very fit so uh so anyways, uh, what happened is I was recovering from my health problems. I, I wrote in order of priority, what is most important to me? And, you know, I made a list of about 20 things. And in order of priority over the years, I kept honing that. And again, I said, I always believed in God. But number one is my relationship with God. I never want to say or do anything that's going to damage that relationship with God. And... Uh, and, and, you know, as I was regaining my health, physiologically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, environmentally, there's those five levels of health. And you could say sixth would be social relationships would be a sixth mm -hmm. level of health, you yes. know, not to have toxic relationships with people, but it starts with me. You mm -hmm. know, if I'm toxic, yes. if I'm thinking or speaking in a toxic way, uh, but anyways, uh, as I was going down that path, uh, I listed in order of priority. And, and if you look at the Canadians for Truth website. Okay. Uh, and what, is Canadian, it, what is it for other people to, uh, to go to? Uh, Canadiansfortruth.ca. .ca. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Canadians for 
the word Number for truth.ca. Oh. Okay. Uh, you'll see, you go to our vision and our, our core values and principles and, uh, and our mission, if you will. And of course, you'll see a, a lot of our focus right now is on the media side of it. But I believe uh, with my experience with the Conservative Party and what I've observed just my lifetime, the reason that we founded Canadians for Truth and I, as a nonprofit organization to provide uh, educational, if you will, in a way, I don't like using the word education, but for lack of a better word, uh, educational experience, uh, uh, we have to teach the young people what works and what doesn't work. And so, you know, uh, the core values and principles I learned in business that if you manage a business in a principled manner, and I, ever since my university years, uh, Peter Drucker was one of our management teachers, Excellent. and he was a man of a man of principle. Yes. And and so you, I learned over the years to be to be a principled manager. Uh, almost always, when you're trying to resolve problems, you ask yourself, what are the principles that are involved here? Are there any core any key values and principles? So again, to the list, mm -hmm. you know, number one is my, what I value most of all is my relationship with God. And so I know that there's nobody that could corrupt me. There's no amount of money, power, fame. There's nothing that I would do in an unprincipled way or, or in a dishonest way to compromise my principles in order to win power. Yes. When I ran for the leadership of the Conservative Party, uh, during my campaign stops, I would say, you know what my number one goal is, is to do God's will. And I believe it's God's will for us to always seek the truth and speak the truth in a yes. loving, respectful way. And, yes. and God created these principles, these natural laws, if you will, to govern our existence. And when you live in accordance with these laws, everything in life works. Your relationships work. Uh, your business works, yes. uh, it, you know, you're, 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 you get, you, you get, you derive inner peace because you know, you're doing your best to do God's will. And right. what goes with that is inner peace. And uh, so, and I believe you receive help from above to solve problems in a win-win way to discern truth. So I, that's. Yes. Beautifully said. And I agree wholeheartedly. And, you know, I, like you, I, um, I haven't been in the political sphere. I've been largely a conservative because I'm an entrepreneur, but I couldn't even stand with the conservative party, uh, because of their position on the mandates and had to move to the alternative, which was a newer party with PPC. Um, and I think, I think the most important thing is that we've gotten away from God's law. I mean, you know, people sometimes challenge me and, and, and say, well, you know, that's got nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with our lives. And I, I, I think that is absolutely false because we have come so far away 
from God's uh, will, God's law. And that is my that is my job as well to do God's will. And hopefully, um, whatever that may be, if it is in a political capacity, I believe it will be one day as well, because I think we do need people of integrity in the political sphere, people who won't be bought, as you said, and people who are doing right, who are true leaders, who have the experience over many, many years. It takes years to develop wisdom. Like you, my father was a mechanical engineer. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm used to being uh, taught about solving problems and debating. And I think that's another law skill is learning how to debate and disagree in Canada respectfully. Um, there isn't one narrative. That's what you have in communist countries. You've been told that this is it. Um, so there's a lot of core skills that young people need to be taught. And I think in terms of political leadership, I think they're you need to ripen into leadership through experience. You can't uh, go to school and then run for political role and then be call yourself a leader. So um, experience takes time. And like you said, running a business for how many years now? Um, you know, decades. Develop well, my, uh, I started working with my dad uh, when I was 13 years of age. I was a grease monkey. He was a mechanic. And that's when he invented his first Borgel multi-purpose wow. cultivator in 1969 so really oh isn't that interesting my father had a number of patents as well <laughs> so he my father up there he's in heaven he would love to talk to your dad i'm sure they would well they're 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 friend. probably they're <laughs> probably both talking to one another right now yeah Chris they're watching Pat. us do the episode here. yeah going, yeah. Oh, yeah now they're probably going on for hours yeah <laughs> anyways one of the things um we we you know, so let's talk about Western Canada for a minute. You're from Western Canada. Um, can you comment on this feel, the feeling of Western alienation? And, it, you know, is it getting worse? Is it getting better? Can we keep a cohesive Canada? What is your vision for Western Canada and for Canada as a whole, as a hopefully a future leader in our country? Well, as my father would say, Joe, if you want to solve a problem, you have to get at the root cause of the problem. And separating Western Canada from Ontario and Quebec or the rest of Canada, I, to me, uh, using deductive reasoning and logic, it just creates a whole series of other problems. So uh, just one example is uh, Western Canada could not defend itself in a major conflict. Uh, Canada is barely in a position at all to defend itself in a major conflict. If we want to have a, so first of all, we have to ask ourselves, do you want to have a sovereign nation? And my answer to that is yes. I yes. do not want to be uh, connected with the, the corrupt United Nations, the corrupt World Economic Forum, the corrupt World Health Organization. Yes. I, I, I don't want to be connected, our country to be connected to these corrupt organizations. And yes. so to defend our sovereignty, we have to have a strong military. To have a strong military, we require a country united around a vision of people that want to have a sovereign nation and we're willing to give up our lives to defend our nation against these criminals. 
that excellent. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I mean, I know I've talked to a number of people about the fact that, you know, we need to strengthen our national, um, national uh, sovereignty, strengthen the ability of each individual to trade within Canada. There's so many regulations between the provinces. So instead of these NAFTA and, you know, all these other trade agreements with other countries that really help the globalists, let's strengthen interprovincial trade and allow people with skills like nurses, doctors, I don't know, technicians to easily flow into other provinces for other jobs because the barriers across provinces are are unbelievable right now. So it's really deterring our prosperity um, and making it very difficult to... So Trish, if I may, the only way that I have learned to create unity is it's like building a house. Canada, think of it as a house. And uh, the foundation of this house is built on honesty, integrity, morals, ethics, uh, strong moral character of, of families, of leaders, uh, competency skills. Unless you build that foundation, those pillars, uh, this country will not stand. And this is the trouble that we're in. But I'm not intimidated by it. I believe people like yourself, Tish, myself, all over Canada, we have women and men, men and women of strong moral character. We're stepping up. We're saying, you're not taking our country. I'm ninth generation Canadians. My ancestors came here in 1733. Wow. Uh, from they're, where? Not taking, they're not taking this country from me or my children or grandchildren. Amazing, Joseph. Uh, I, I absolutely agree. Um, and I, I mean, I think absolutely we're stronger together. And I, I absolutely love this country and have have dedicated the last two years to this battle for our sovereignty like you. Um, can you talk about some of the historical influences or po political leaders that inspired you? I know I had a historian on the show, a young a young guy, um, Matthew Airy, Canadian out of Montreal, and he's got some amazing work um, on on history, um, and he loves that topic. So we were talking about Diefenbaker and Laurier, some of these people who were fighting for uh, Canadian nationalism and Canadian sovereignty, and fighting against some of the imperial influences from the monarch from from Britain at the you know at the time. Um, it's not as overt, but there is still this influence from Britain. And even when you look at our uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms, it really goes back to their document. Can you comment on who inspired you um, as a political leader, who you think was on the right track in the past uh, from either party? Because I know that they both can be compromised, but individual leaders well, always have existed. Well, I can only be honest with you uh, about that, Tish. And so here's my honest answer to that. Uh, my political heroes, if you will, the people that uh, I admired growing up uh, politically speaking, um, <clears throat> I mean, I would listen to my mother and father talk about uh, politicians of the past, and they had, you know, uh, some affection for some of the uh, leaders that uh, had existed prior mm -hmm. to Pierre Trudeau. Prior right. to Pierre Trudeau, like mom and dad had some respect for Lester Pearson, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think mom and dad. Uh, looking back, I don't think that many, very few Canadians were aware of the globalist influence on our country going back 
yes. you know, yes. I think it's, and even to me, I'm going to, you know, my lesson, the, the depth of depravity uh, of uh, the leadership in this country, uh, what I've learned in the last three years, the hidden stuff that was going on behind the scenes. I mentioned one to you in 1974, the Trudeau government signed a weather, weather modification. You can go to the Global Affairs Canada website mm-hmm. and Google and, and just uh, you can uh, just do a search for uh, treaty, weather modification treaty, Global Affairs Canada. It'll come up. That treaty pops up. So they've been pulling off stuff like this for decades without the knowledge of people. Unless there was a reason for you to dig in, you didn't dig in. And in the last three years, there are millions of Canadians, the honest truth seekers in this country, that we're waking up, having to learn, really get our degree in in the global bullshit that's been going on for for decades. I I love the way you put that. And yes, like you, and I guess there's a reason it's called the Great Awakening. But we're awakening to the level of depravity, corruption, and, and pure evil i think it is beyond it's evil out there um and it's uh, you know it's it's it can be uh, disheartening a lot of people say but for me it means you know the more people that step up the better because we need to fix this we don't want this for our, our future our children our grandchildren this this is un, this is uh, this is unsustainable i know all totalitarian regimes topple from within but they can last hundreds of years we're at the point where this one is toppling uh, but we could drag it out for years or decades with uh, with people just put their head in the sands because people do need to step up. They do need to speak out. People say to me, oh, I'm only one person. It doesn't make a difference. You know, or I've got a job. I'm not going to say and I don't want to risk anything. Well, we, you got everyone's at the point where we have to risk things now because otherwise it's going to get worse and worse, I think, for everyone with what is going on. Um, and that's where God is shining a light for us to fix it. And I do think that makes the path easier. Uh, I mean, in my own life, the miracles, the many miracles I think that have happened since I fully stepped into this, I see them daily. You know, I see them all around me. And just the joy of connecting with people. I mean, we, when you can connect with someone, we don't need all the things in life. But when we can develop these powerful relationships based on honesty, integrity, Um, doing good for each other, basically, like you said, Joseph, this win-win, when you really do care about your fellow man, instead of just truly caring about yourself, that's when your spirit grows, and you feel that spirit within, you feel that inner strength, and I've had that happen to me countless, and when I've fallen, when I've been discouraged, which has happened many times, because it is quite a battle, and even learning that a few young children in Canada died recently, after, um, you, you know, which is the obvious, um, you know, died suddenly, you know, in their sleep. Um, and we're rolling out these harmful experimental, uh, very uh, dangerous shots for little kids in Canada. Sometimes that can get you down, very, very down. But when we all get together and stand up and continue to speak out, speak the truth, take the action steps to fight for our country and our sovereignty, we will get it back. We will stop these shots. Absolutely. And, and all the other things that are going on, as, as you know, the, this level of corruption is, um, is, is really, 
it, it it's almost unbelievable. You know, it used to be that, you know, a person who talked about these uh, organization or, uh, or were called conspiracy theory, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists. And now I think we're just to just call them evidentially, you know, fact based, uh, uh, logical thinkers or, you know, something because we have all the evidence of the harm on all of these organizations. It just takes people a minute to look at it. It's all right there in front of you now. Yeah. Uh, you know, just as you're chatting there, uh, Tish, uh, what comes to mind is, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's just like God calls everyone and uh, God calls soldiers. When I was a young guy, I was not called to be a soldier as a young guy, although I was a justice guy, I played junior hockey and nobody picked on my teammates. I wasn't the biggest guy. But if you picked on my teammate, it was the biggest mistake you ever made. And I didn't lose very many fights. So uh, just a sense of justice in me. It's like a volcano. When I see injustice, I cannot sit idly by. So it's kind of like that volcano in us, I, it, I think, is God. And it as much in women as men, uh, mama bears and papa bears, when we see stuff going off the rails, uh, God calls us and not everyone gets that same calling. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. We see others that, you know, they, we see some, we see things and feel things they don't. And in my business, it, it's great because, uh, if everybody, uh, uh, tried to do what I did, I, what I'm doing to provide some leadership in the country, um, uh, uh, this, my business would not succeed. So I thank my associates for being focused on what they're doing to keep the business up and running while I go off and, and do the work that I'm doing to help try to create uh, or reveal the truth, pursue the truth and reveal the truth and create the organizational structure, the media company, uh, the, potentially the political party to be able to get out there and uh, shine the light of truth on the issues of our day and we know that when you shine when you turn the light on and that's what truth is like truth is like turning the light on when you turn the light on the dark the darkness automatically goes away it cannot survive we don't have to be intimidated by satanic or evil or dark uh, people because when we speak the truth and if when we know the truth and we're making sense and the facts all add up to what we're saying, they just disappear. We're seeing that on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, they can't defend themselves. They have no way to defend themselves because they're, they're liars and deceivers. Yes. And, and we talked about this um, a little bit before we started the podcast, but one of the things I've come up against in this two-year journey, and I've learned different techniques um, how to reach people and plant seeds and when to walk away and all of that. But some people, when you talk about facts and truth, they call it your beliefs. Um, they say, well, that's just your beliefs. And I say, well, no, actually, it's based on facts. Here, here's facts. Here's sites you can look at. Here's evidence. So it's 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 this uh, this you know now we've got this ridiculous debate over you know objective truth. Um, you know, people won't believe that. For example, uh, you know, it was identified under oath that the Pfizer executive admitted they never tested the shots for transmission. So all of that stuff about you got to take the shot to protect grandma. You can't see grandma when she's passing away. All that stuff was a lie, was a fraud. And yet they no, that's just your belief. 
So, you know, we do need to get to objective truth. And, you know, we've got a barrier there with a, a very corrupt media. Um, that's really a propaganda arm of the government. Um, and then we've got these, um, this mind, these blocks, you know, this, it's a programming. They've been socially engineering humanity for quite some time. And the people who are doing it, we have to recognize are brilliant. They might be uh, dark forces, but they're brilliant and they've done this. And trying to get people into a truth uh, that is objective, that's real, that you can agree on, that is a challenge. Uh, you know, wh how do you see getting there? I mean, and, and tell us maybe how that connects to your um, your nonprofit that you're, you know, the work you're doing. Well, like, you know, uh, I've studied Buddhism. I've studied Jesus's teachings extensively over the years. Uh, a Course in Miracles, At the Feet of the Master, all the conversations with God books, to the degree, to a degree, the Bible and, and uh, many spiritual works like Gandhi's teachings, Paramahansa Yogananda, Mahesh Mahesh Yogi. So I've studied uh, uh, these people over the, over the years, you know, to, to develop myself spiritually. Uh, again, you know, the foundation is, uh, I go back to the foundation. You know, one of the things we learn in business, when there's a crisis situation, you always go back to the basics. And the basics are honesty and integrity, the pursuit of truth. You set the goal of truth. You keep an open mind. You don't jump to conclusions. You do a failure analysis. You figure out what went wrong, where it went wrong, what was the cause of the problem. Uh, in our industry, uh, it's quite often, uh, you know, uh, a failure of some kind. So we do an analysis of what went wrong, you know, and so I think that, uh, you know, that's, though, that's important that we, you know, we teach people that the importance of honesty and integrity, the importance of strong morals and ethics, the importance of the pursuit of truth to get at the root cause of the problems that we're dealing with. And so when we're talking about Politically, what are the root causes of the problems that we're dealing with? Well, I would say number one, number one root cause is when you turn away from our creator. And, and I, when I was campaigning, I was not campaigning on a religious platform. In the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, it begins, whereas Canada was founded upon the principles that recognize the supremacy of God and the rule of law. Uh, the United States Declaration of Independence, whereas, uh, uh, how does it begin? Uh, it, it recognizes, again, the, the U.S. Declaration of Independence recognizes God as the creator. Uh, Canadians for Truth, we recognize God as our creator and the creator of all the scientific laws that govern our exist existence. There's a structure there. I mean, you can study biology chemistry, physics, math, all the sciences, uh, they all interconnect, they all overlap, There's and they're predictable. There's incredible intelligence built into all the laws that govern our existence. Yes. But you know, Albert Einstein had said this, <clears throat> there's nothing so complicated that it cannot be explained simply. If And if someone understands these laws, like I had to recover from a life-threatening illness, so I had to piece piece the puzzle back together. Humpty Dumpty fell off the great wall and had to put all the pieces back together again. 
And, and so I pieced together physiological health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, environmental health, and even social health. And it all ties back to these principles. You know, God as our creator, God created natural laws to govern our existence. And if you understand these laws physiologically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, environmentally, it, and you live according to those laws, it's inevitable what's going to happen. Uh, you live according to those laws and you're going to regain excellent health and happiness and joy and peace. And you're able to solve problems and, and have good working relationships, good family relationships. So. Absolutely. And I mean, this is a great time to talk about your, um, obviously you have this great, um, you know, success in the business field. I mean, through the great um, upbringing you had with great parents who allowed you to understand and debate and and develop your critical thinking skills and then throughout maybe through your health issue i'm not sure or just because of that and more you also um founded or bought a health food store so let's use that as an example when you look at the corruption in big pharma some you know i was at the uh, children's health defense uh conference recently in knoxville tennessee and it was a real honor to meet uh, robert kennedy jr who's been fighting for civil rights for many years and i i mean i don't care if you're a republican or democratic we know there's there's good people on all sides and there's bad people on all sides and we know that here in canada too but uh you know talking about the corruption and the big pharma what they've been with and, and the suppression of all these natural treatments that actually work we see that with the covid era with the suppression of ivermectin hydroxychloroquine but when you look at the way you can keep your health, God gave us all these incredible plants, all these healing herbs. And I'm really taking a deep dive into that in the last few years myself, because so many people are coming to me for detox. Um, tell us about your interest in the natural health um, business. And do you still own it just as a just as a personal interest of mine? Uh, well, I don't still own it. I got out of it in 2015. I, uh, it was kind of just all happened naturally. I had found it. Pardon the pun. Yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> out of it naturally. Yeah, yeah. God, well, God said it was time, Joe, for you to move on. Um, right. uh, so I had to get uh, more involved in my manufacturing company. One of my senior executive leaders uh, needed a leave of absence uh, okay. for his health. And so I, I run a, I was that. I was involved with people running the other businesses that I own. Uh, I ended up having to pull back. Uh, and so uh, my former wife, who is still a good friend, uh, uh, she owned the business. Uh, you know, she was a part owner and she, you know, she wanted me to buy her out of the manufacturing company we own together. She was a minor shareholder. I was the major shareholder. I bought her out of that and I gave her uh, I basically gave her ownership of the health food store in 2015. It's still in our town today, the LifeWise Health Center. Excellent. And there's a lot of great solutions in there, uh, yes. like, immune, like immunophase and bronchophase that can knock out, that we're knocking out the H1N1 virus, uh, preventing and knocking it out. And of course, we also have, uh, we learned in uh, April of 2020 that quercetin, acts mm -hmm. as an ionifer like uh, hydroxychloroquine, like ivermectin. And yes. when you combine that with zinc and vitamin D, uh, I assisted uh, 29 people, everybody that came to me for help with uh, COVID, 
uh, I helped all of them to have a speedy full recovery. Oh, isn't that incredible? Yeah. And I mean, I've been recommending NAC as well, um, combined with quercetin to pull out that, you know, those, the, the spike protein and, and, and people are, uh, you're doing so well. I think it was, it was a Canadian um, um, from Quebec, someone's brother had done some research on quercetin, uh, one of the political, former political leaders' brothers as a scientist, but yeah, it, it, amazing. Uh, evidence. Wow. It was, uh, it was uh, Dr. Joseph Mercola published an article on April 27th, 2020, a day that will live in infamy, <laughs> uh, uh, explaining how quercetin acts as an ionifer uh, mm -hmm. plus multiple other benefits. It's uh, derived from the peelings of fruits and vegetables. And onions. It's, uh, it's and, onions. and onions. Yeah. 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 And, mm -hmm. uh, and so it uh, acts an as an ionophore to shuttle zinc into our cells. And the zinc inhibits our polymerase enzyme, which the virus requires to be able to replicate. Uh, and then the vitamin D acts as uh, it buffers the ACE2 receptors to prevent viruses from being able to uh, dock on our ACE2 receptors. And that combination of three, boy, I saw some fantastic results with it, you know. Well, you know, that's, then uh, you described that with such uh, precision. I know I'm a huge uh, fan of Dr. Mercola as well. I mean, he's a real uh, hero and I've, I've bought some of his products, which are excellent too. Um, but yeah, try to keep it local. So, I mean, this, the, you know, you're, you're very fit. Um, you've got all of these business to run, but you're still stepping up with your nonprofit. Tell people more about what you're, the work you're doing in your nonprofit. I know we've discussed it ourselves, but for the audience, um, they may not be aware of it and your vision, uh, for, a future for Canada that will help everyone to be more sovereign, number one. So we have control over our, uh, our bodily autonomy. We have more, you know, more control over uh, our future and our direction, less government and, um, you know, more prosperity for all. Certainly economically, we need uh, massive infusion. I've always, as a, you know, I've owned a recruitment firm for 20 years. I saw manufacturing in Canada is a solution uh, in the future. So I'd love your opinion on how do we get more manufacturing back to Canada as well? So the, the, the pillars of a, a better future for everybody from your perspective and your vision. Well, uh, I was making notes as you're talking here, uh, just to make sure that I'm kind of covering it. I, I know I'm, uh, I can be like a squirrel at times and run off on these subjects. So I'm going to try to be concise here. So number one, I encourage people to go to canadiansfortruth.com or .ca, canadiansfortruth.ca, and they can read about it there. Uh, the, the vision for the country is basically it's in there to create a healthy, happy, in a nutshell, create a healthy, happy, and prosperous country based on a set of core values and principles, governing principles. And, and all of the, we have right now uh, approximately 35 uh, policies which would really be systems systems of government that would be implemented should a Canadians for Truth political party be elected in the country uh, our vision would be to create a healthy happy prosperous country based on our core values and principles of God love truth freedom and personal responsibility justice and fairness and equality before the rule of law and 
the 35 uh, uh, policies that we have, they're all based on the core values and principles. They're like, think of it like a wheel. Uh, you have a hub on a bicycle wheel and the hub is God. And around that hub are the principles. And then you have the spokes and all of those spokes form like a policy or a system of government that they all work together to enable, to empower and enable Canadians so that Canadians can afford to be, make a, a afford a healthy diet lifestyle, afford to enjoy life, to be able to make financial ends meet, afford a home, afford to put their children uh, through post-secondary education so they have a skill set. Uh, so one of the policies that's really major, and I think to touch on the point of manufacturing, uh, in, in my book, The Way of Truth, which is not published yet, still working on it, okay. but my I'm going to be producing episodes of videos off the book. So uh, to get manufacturing back into the country, uh, what's essential is that Canada is competing with every other country in the world. And so it's critical that our tax system uh, for businesses is, uh, uh, is calibrated in alignment to compete. Like we have to compete with China. The yes. average wage in China is $7 an hour. Here, the average wage here in our industry, in, in our business would be, uh, these are production uh, workers, would be $25 an hour. So, uh, and so it's really, if we want manufacturing jobs in the country, it's really essential that we have a competitive uh, business tax system. But more important, more important than a competitive tax system, what's screaming at all of us. And I, I had started working on this in my 20s and I was able to piece this together. In 98, 99, I, I researched and wrote a book, Why Lower Taxes for All Canadians? And it's, it's all fact filled with statistics and it basically shows a budget for what it takes for a single adult to live at the true poverty line. And believe it or not, it costs a bit more for a woman to live at the true poverty line than for a man. Uh, yeah, uh, feminine hygiene products would be one of the things, but women have, I had a woman that was involved with me, a commerce student at the time, that was assisting me to develop the budgets for a single adult male, single adult female. And it was about a thousand dollars more a year for a woman than a man. At that time, the true poverty line in Canada was for a single adult, and, and I'm going to use Saskatchewan, uh, was $25,000, $26,000 for a, a woman. And so what I realized in the health food business in 98, 99, that's actually why I researched and wrote the book. I could see that organic foods tasted better. Uh, uh, there was no comparison uh, we, my wife and children and I began eating an all organic food diet in 92. And what happened is our health just blossomed. Yeah. <clears throat> what I learned is that organic food is the foundation of health. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There are 738 different chemicals that the FDA is tracking being used to grow our foods. And if you're ingesting those chemicals, it, it damages your immune system. It inhibits your immunity. And as a consequence of that, 
as your weakened, your immune system is weakened, it then, uh, according to natural law, uh, unwanted bacteria, viruses, funguses, and parasites get past your immune system, and it's their job to decompose you. That's why we get viruses. If you have a weak immune system, you get viral infections or bacterial infections or parasitic infections. So sanitation, hygiene, uh, all organic foods to avoid the chemicals, a balanced uh, diet. And if you do that, you're never going to get sick, period. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I've spent a long time educating people in the last years about the assault with uh, with some of the aerosols from the chemtrails um, and how that's harming our immunity and and the, the, the toxicity of all water, um, even bottled water, it's been determined are full of, uh, you know, harmful, harmful toxins, um, getting an alkaline diet, you know, whether, whether you're vegetarian or meat eater, uh, getting a largely uh, vegetable, you know, plant-based growing, growing some of your own food, uh, fresh food, because even the travel um, affects the, the quality and quantity of the nutrients, developing partnerships with local farmers. I mean, getting the organic stamp can be very costly for some farmers. So even if they're doing better, um, less sprays, better sprays and get off of glyphosate. Glyphosate is, I think, you know, uh, if not the one of the most toxic uh, chemicals in the world, people will know it as Roundup. Don't spray it on your lawn. You know, don't, uh, you know, don't the, the wheat's being sprayed. I know you're from Saskatchewan. Hopefully, uh, farmers will learn more about regenerative farming in the future. But individually, um, you know, adopting that diet is so critical. But as you're saying, uh, organic food is so expensive and more so now. So how can they well, afford it? Um, or do you, uh, you know, Tish, uh, uh, you know, Tish, uh, when I began eating a hundred percent organic food diet in 92, it was a lot more expensive. Uh, really? what I've observed in the conventional grocery stores, there's not that much difference between organic and conventional anymore. Uh, I, I figured that I can eat an all organic food diet for about 30 five dollars 30 to 35 dollars a day depending on the day what i'm eating but yes. probably the average would be about 32.50 a day i can eat an all organic food diet on that and that's been pretty steady for years you know mm -hmm. uh however i'm 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 not a meat eater i do eat uh uh alaskan sockeye salmon mm -hmm. uh vital choice alaskan sockeye salmon once that's a week good. uh i eat uh organic free range eggs Yes. uh three three four times a week uh, that's enough that's perfect yeah i mean that's a great diet i know i interviewed dr uh, robert o young on my podcast and uh, he's the the amazing uh, ph miracle diet so um yeah i i don't eat much meat now i'm largely vegetarian but i do eat some but all um you know grass fed and and natural having a natural life we can't support these um, these uh, contained animal feed operations, it's absolute uh, cruelty to the animals and, and, and the food, the quality of the food is so bad. The feed is bad. You know, cows should be grazing. That's like you go back to God's natural law. When cows eat grass and we eat a cow who's eating grass, the cow's healthier. They've had a happier life. 
we're we're eating a natural a cow has had a natural life and those nutrients are passed on what has been broken is natural law and you say it all over the place and i mean we'll move on but i'm so passionate about food as a holistic nutritionist if, if yeah. i if, yeah. if i may tish uh, really important policy uh what the true poverty line right now in canada the and i'm just picking an average it would vary from city to city yes uh, but an average across the country per adult is $55,000 per adult net disposable really? income. Yes. Okay. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And if you do a budget, just, I invite you and your listeners just do a budget, uh, uh, a detail. It takes some work to do a detailed budget. I did this in my books to prove that this is pure, just mathematical. What I realize is that the reason that we're spending 270 billion or more on medical care, not health care, medical care in Canada, yes, is because we're taxing people when they're living below the true poverty line. We don't tax a business before it's profitable. The true poverty line is the point of profitability for individuals and families. Wow. And so, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. So, so if we want to, we got to put the horse back in front of the cart and I, and what you do when you raise what I campaigned on is I campaigned on a platform of increasing. One of the policies was to increase the basic personal tax exemption level federally mm -hmm. from 11,800 per adult, mm -hmm. uh, once you earn over 11,800, you start paying 15% federal tax. And depending on your province here in Saskatchewan, it's 10.5% uh, provincial tax. So here you have people living below the poverty line that are paying 25% tax plus oh. another 11% uh, GST, PST. Uh, uh, you know, so what we're doing when we tax people when they're living below the poverty line when they're not profitable is we are driving them straight into the medical care system oh brilliant yes i i totally agree with you so your suggestion is to raise it to that uh 55k is that what you're saying what you've identified as the, the fifty-five thousand per adult yes uh, Hundred allowing income splitting for married couples up to one hundred and ten thousand, mm -hmm. and a twenty-two thousand dollar deduction per child. Okay, what I love gonna, that. Yeah, and the statistics show that as people's incomes rise, so does their health. Mm -hmm. I've seen it in my health food store when people could afford a healthy diet and lifestyle and understood it, they were never at the doctor anymore. We were never sick. Our kids would never get ill. They never got colds and flus after we went on an all organic food diet. Yes, I noticed that in my household. You know, we're not sick very often. And I, at the moment, I avoid uh, the the medical uh, system quite <laughs> quite heartily. You know, a lot of these tests are not needed or are invasive and can cause harm. A lot of these X rays were, you know, unnecessary tests. Yeah, like for women for breast cancer, cervix cancer. If you get the chemicals out of your diet and, and feminine hygiene products, get away from toxin, toxic feminine hygiene products, you don't have to worry about cancer. You're not going to get sick. Yes. 
I mean, I, I've really researched the Rockefeller system in detail, but um, and I think you have as well. But I love that concept. I, I like I'd love to read that book, but I, I think that's brilliant. And if we can uh, raise the 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 the, uh, the level of income that would be taxable, that gives people a chance to get a better healthy lifestyle. If they can get a better he healthy lifestyle, they'll feel better about themselves. They'll be less dependent on the government and the government medical system, uh, which isn't healthcare, it's disease care. Um, and again, you're a root cause person, as am I. I think we have that in common. Problem solvers, entrepreneurs, you don't look at the, you don't look at what's happening, you look at why it's happening. And the medical system doesn't look at root causes. They only look at symptoms. They don't piece it together like a puzzle. And so a lot of these uh, so-called solutions they offer make things worse. Um, and it's like that for our whole country. I think there's the series of issues, but people are pulling it together into the root cause. And this vision that, that I think we agree on, um, and whether people have faith in God or not, they're, you know, or whether they're um, Christian or Muslim or Jewish faith, or they follow Buddhism or they're meditators, I think understanding there's a creator and understanding there are natural laws and that everything we've done has been uh, getting us away from natural law, perverting natural law. In fact, it's, got, it's not just getting away, it's the exact opposite. It's an inversion of natural law that's causing this absolute crisis that we're in. And it's a crisis of leadership, it's a crisis of courage, it's, it's a crisis of common sense as well. Um, and, you know, so what else would you see as part of, um, you know, your vision and, and perhaps maybe uh, touch on, you know, your thoughts, even with Saskatchewan and, and Alberta now under the leadership of Danielle Smith. Um, I see some really good things happening where they're they're creating little pockets of provincial sovereignty. Um, so, what are your thoughts on um, those provinces, and if they'll be a, they'll they'll you know provide leadership for other provinces in the future? Uh, I made a note on that. So, I, if I may, I just would like to uh, comment: uh, the tax system that we have today is the other than the fact that people have turned away from God, uh, when you turn away from God, you are in your, basically in your ego. And that's where uh, dark entities love to have you is in your ego. Uh, that's the next step. Our and ego isn't fear. There. Fear. Yeah, I think, our, you know, when you turn away from God, you're living in fear and that yeah, makes you more, selfish and, true, you know, more, dis more so. Yeah. But here, here's where I'm going with this, uh, Tish. Uh, the tax system that I propose, not only does it uh, enable all Canadians to be able to afford a healthy, true health care, a healthy diet and lifestyle, to help them to make financial ends meet so they can be happy, uh, to help them to have children so we can restore our labor force. Uh, what it also does is it pulls out the rug from under the socialist communists' feet. Oh, yes. Wonderful. The conservatives are as much a cause of communism and socialism as the liberals. Absolutely. Because when the, when the conservatives got in power, what did they do to increase the basic personal exemption level to the true poverty line so Canadians could afford a healthy diet and lifestyle? What did the conservatives do? Nothing. 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 That is so disgusting. And it's the conservatives 
who signed us over to the UN to sign all the sustainable development goals with the UN, which don't get caught up in the word sustainable goal. That is pure communism, right off the communist manifesto. They want to impoverish us. They want to, you know, take away our sovereignty, ruin our health. They want to dictate what we put in our body. It is absolutely the, the most horrible thing for Canada and we've got to get out of it. And the conservatives unfortunately signed us over for all of that. And, and, and okay, so this tax system, I've discussed this with Pierre Polyev. He doesn't understand it uh, because he just looks at, okay, so where's the money going to come from to pay for the $70 billion tax reduction that it's going to take to do this? And I told him, Pierre, right where the money is right now, out of the medical care system, that's where it is right now. And it belongs in the pockets of the people that earn that money. Absolutely. Here, here. I agree wholeheartedly that that you know, it's simple solutions. Absolute common sense is that would that alone. You put more money in people's pockets. We're way too taxed. And I have this conversation with people a lot. And uh, again, I've stepped into the political sphere only in the last few years, so I'm not an expert. But they say, Tish. This is why we're so rich and ranked so high as a country, because we're a socialist country, Canada. And yeah. I say, that is bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it. You'll say it better, uh, Joseph. Uh, I, I would love to talk more about the tax system, but uh, you, you mentioned uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Danielle Smith. Uh, I met uh, Danielle very briefly uh, at a talk last year in... Um, in uh, Lloyd Minster. And uh, I had no idea that, you know, I had listened to her show in when I would drive to Calgary, I would listen to her show and she was, she's very articulate, you know? Yes. And uh, I, I like where she's going. You know, uh, <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln had said this, stand with uh, any man when he stands right and apart from him when he's wrong. And of course, uh, we refer, when we refer to man, we refer to men and women, but women would say, uh, yeah, that's true. Men are, men are always wrong. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I think Danielle is, uh, she, I like what I'm hearing so far. And I Thank think you. she's got the, the support. Now the freedom fighters have the majority of the board of the, United Conservative Party, she's got nine freedom fighters on the board out of oh, 17. Excellent. So she, yeah. yeah, so she's got the backing to be able to do uh, certain things. And uh, Alberta, uh, as uh, as a province, uh, is probably, uh, as a per capita, more, you know, connected to God. I would say, Alberta, you feel that when you're in Alberta. Uh, Saskatchewan, mm -hmm. I think we are too. We're connected to nature. There's so much nature, so much uh, here, but I, I believe we're also, uh, you know, connected to God here. And, and really there are people, I want to be very careful here. I don't ever want to come across it as arrogant in any way, shape or form. When we were in Ottawa, we met a lot of great people uh, yes. from all over the country in Ottawa. And, yes. and I know that there are people uh, from Alberta that were separatists that went to Ottawa and uh, and that changed their mind when they were in Ottawa they could they we met our fellow Canadians yes uh, from, and uh, from all parts of the country and yes uh, 
you know, and so Canada, we can do this. We're yeah, our soldiers I, in, in World War II, World War I, we had amongst the best soldiers in the world. Uh, yes. It's in our DNA. Uh, we, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. It yeah. It's, it's in our DNA. As Canadians, uh, women and men, men and women, uh, we can restore our country and with God's help. I mean, just ask yourself, anybody, if you have any doubt, if you're in a moment of doubt, just mm -hmm. ask yourself this question. Do you think for one second that Satan could ever defeat God, the, the creator of Satan? Do you think for one second that Satan could ever defeat God? No. <laughs> it's, it, it's ludicrous. You know, that's like uh, a pimple on an elephant's ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, being able to uh, take the elephant down, you know, it, it ain't going to happen. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned, I know there's a, maybe a stronger, uh, we have a stronger leader um, and in Alberta, and now we've got your leader doing some good things as well. So, it, you know, it does show that with the right leader, um, going in the right direction, that can make a massive difference. But yeah, me too. I had these um, incredible encounters in Ottawa. I was there multiple times. And I found, uh, you know, very heartened by talking to people, former Quebec separatists, who were like, geez, we never knew. We've been fed all these lies about the rest of Canada to divide and conquer. And we realize now we come together how much we love Canada. We want to keep Canada together. And it's our government, our crappy government that's got to go. So all of these moments, you know, and so I feel like long-term optimist, uh, short, optimistic, short-term, I know uh, more pain and suffering is to come uh, because, in a way, pain and suffering is is God's way of waking us up. It's it's not His intent. It's not the intention. But this is well, this is that what happens when you're not following yeah. the natural law is you yeah. suffer. You suffer. Yeah. When when the red light is blinking blinking on your car, you <laughs> you got to go figure out why that red light is blinking. Yes, absolutely. Great analogy. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I mean, we've covered a lot today. I, I love your passion and I love your vision. And I'm I'm heartened to hear that you're in the fight and you're sticking it out as am I. Um, and is there anything else that you wanted to say to the audience? I know we, we didn't talk about the midterms in the US. We are Canada. I'm not sure um, if it looks like they're going to take the House, the Republicans, you know, maybe that will... I'm not sure about the Senate. The last time I looked, it was looking like they take the House. Did you get any updates on the U.S.? Yeah, uh, when we spoke this morning, uh, I was at work this morning and I, I went to bed early last night, so I didn't follow what happened. But when I went home for lunch, uh, I, I took some photos of the where it's at. Uh, uh, the, the House was at 205. Uh, mm -hmm. Republicans and the uh, the uh, Democrats were at uh, uh, 170, I think. So they they figure that the Republicans are going to take the House, mm -hmm. and also it it's looking like they could take the Senate as well. They were also leading. They were at 49. They had to win yes. two more seats in the Senate to take control of the Senate. Uh, so it, I mean, I pray to God that it. You know, what the hardest thing to understand is how could somebody vote to elect uh, somebody that would drive the inflate? I guess 
it, they don't understand what they they're do. doing. It's father, forgive them for the, they know not what they're doing. Yes. Yes. Although I, I, I saw a few videos through project Veritas on some, some, some cheating being caught uh, with some of the democratic voters, but I mean, largely, I think it's going through, you know, mostly properly. And there's a lot of checks and balances in place. I don't know if you watched a thousand mules documentary, but hopefully it'll be a clean election. And if, uh, you know, it's always better to balance power anyways. And if the Republicans have the house and even the Senate, um, I think there'll be more investigation into uh, some of the COVID uh, policies that caused unbelievable human harm um, and damage. Uh, I'm you know, <laughs> uh, one of the, you know, I, I do my best. Uh, this is the ego part of me that I'm still working on dissolving and dissipating. But Clint Eastwood had put it this way. He said, if you could reason with a liberal, there wouldn't be any liberals. <laughs> that's funny yeah i like i like him so much yeah and so to you liberals <laughs> out there that are going to be listening to this uh i said it tongue-in-cheek it's a joke yeah. uh i'm i'm sure that there are some uh, honest uh uh truth-seeking liberals out there not and i can see it uh there was that a month or so ago there was that a twitter hashtag that went Mm -hmm. And there was like 3 million Canadians that said Trudeau must go. Yes. Did you catch that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, it, I was reading a lot of them. My eyes got sore reading them. There were a lot of liberals that said they would never vote liberal again. Yeah, and that is encouraging because that's what we need. Um, and, you know, we, you know, and, and you know, I, I I say this, but you know, one of my worries is that we just fall for the same con job. You you mo you move from one side of the corruption to the other. So you move it, to and, and Tish, if I may, this is where Canadians for Truth comes in. Uh, God willing, God willing, uh, mm -hmm. we've found a Canadians for Truth political party. Uh, we're not going to be right, left, or center. We're going to be flying the plane. We're going to use the left wing, the right wing, the fuselage, the engines to fly the plane. It's not about partisan politics. It's about what is the truth? If we mm -hmm. have a problem, the question always is the same. We set the goal of truth. We keep an open mind. We gather the factual evidence. We use common sense, deductive reasoning and logic to discern the truth of the matter. And whatever the truth is, we act on it. And uh, a Canadians for Truth political party would bring a lot of solutions to this country and would put God back at the center of our country so that we uh, hopefully can build a culture so that for hundreds of years moving forward, Canada uh, never falls into this, to this oh. trap again that we're in. I don't believe never that the again. conservative, I don't believe the conservative party has the answers uh, to get us out of the mess that we're in. Uh, I do agree. And I've always, um, really look to the people who I've met in this journey, uh, you know, not their t-shirt or what shirt they're wearing. I'm wearing a PP shirt right now, and I'm um, going to run again in the next federal election for PBC. I do have my faith in God, and I'm allowed to have my own, um, my own opinions on things, but I like the platform. It's a platform for everybody, and I think if we all work together, who knows what will happen in the future, but I think when the right people step up, and they have, as you said, 
this integrity and this uh, vision of truth and prosperity for everybody. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but I have a feeling we'll work together. And I, I certainly hope we do. And I'll keep going. I know a lot of people like Danielle. It takes years and years to get the political reputation. I've only been at this a year. And, you know, I'm already on good terms with a lot of people um, from different stripes. I mean, I took some flack, actually, for supporting our local freedom candidate who was New Blue uh, as a PPC candidate. But I said, I don't care what shirt you're wearing, because if you're stepping up to the plate to do the right thing for Canada, I'm going to support you. Um, you know, so I think we'll we'll sort it out in the future. I have faith, have confidence. When I get discouraged, uh, I always pick myself up and I know. Uh, there's a lot of work to do. So that's great for people like us who are problem solvers. There's never a dull moment <laughs> because it's endless, endless yeah. work to do. So thank you so much, Joseph. It has been such a great uh, privilege and honor to speak to you. And I look forward to working with you in the future in any capacity and supporting yes. what you do. So Yeah, so like, likewise, uh, Tish, thank you for inviting me. And uh, I would say to the Easterners uh, and the Westerners, uh, we're Canadians. Uh, uh, you know, if we have the same God and if we work together, uh, there's no problem in this country that we cannot solve if we work together in pursuit of truth. Well said. Thank you so much, Joseph. Okay. Thank Bye now. Thank you, Tish. Bye now.